welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by podcorn.com. Whether you're a brand new podcast or have an established show, Podcorn is a perfect place to connect you with some awesome podcast sponsorship opportunities. Or if you're a company who has heard about the great benefits of podcasting advertising, then Podcorn is a perfect place to start your podcast advertising campaign. For more information, please visit podcorn.com or read more about them in this episode's show notes. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you create your identity instead of life labeling you. I'll also be interviewing author Kyle Bryant, who is diagnosed with a rare debilitating life-shortening disease called Friedrich's ataxia that has confined him to a wheelchair. Kyle shares his story of being diagnosed and how he decided to bike ride across America. In this episode, he reviews his book, Shifting into High Gear, one man's grave diagnosis and the epic bike ride that taught him what matters. This book will inspire you to overcome any obstacle you too may face. For more information about Kyle, please visit kyleabryant.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guest products in both stores at either jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturday at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio, as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology, or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. Creating your identity. Life happens to all of us. It doesn't matter if you're considered a quote good person or quote bad person, life is going to happen. And when it does happen, what do you do? After the appropriate time of grieving, it is important to focus on your present. What I mean by that is this. In my field, we have a fancy term that's called radical acceptance. Radical acceptance basically means you accept the facts as they are. It doesn't mean that you let someone off the hook or it justifies someone's actions or it's okay. It simply means you look at the facts as they are. When we do this, it helps us remove the label that life has given us. For example, you are the unemployed person, you are the widowed person, you are the sick person, you are the bankrupt person. Life will always put labels on us if we allow it. And unfortunately, we do allow it to label us, especially when we feel really good about a situation. We are the rich person, we're the beautiful person, we're the successful person. That feels good. But unfortunately, there's always a flip side of the coin. And when life deals us a blow, then all of a sudden that label doesn't feel good. Remember, a situation you experienced is simply an event. It's not who you are unless you want it to be. So after the appropriate time of grieving and you use radical acceptance, you look at your life to say, oh, what has really changed? The previous label that was used to define me is now different, but is my character the same? Am I still an authentic person? Am I still a person with integrity? Am I still a smart person? Am I still a loving, loyal, generous, kind person? Those things have not changed. 
So it's important to look at the foundation of who you are instead of the label that life will often give us. When you can reflect on the foundation of who you are, then it allows you to go to the next step of, okay, if these are the facts, what am I going to do about these facts? My life may be completely different. I may not be able to do some of the things I've done before, or I may have to do things on my own now. And of course, that can be very scary and incredibly overwhelming. So I'm definitely not minimizing the journey, but we're looking at ways to not allow life to derail us where we can't find our purpose and we can't find our direction again. So when you look at what you can do now, it allows for you to pull all of your resources together to say, I can do this instead of focusing on what you cannot do. The difficulty is if we focus on what has changed or what's different, then we'll always compare what was to what is. There's another fancy term in psychology that's called a dialectic. A dialectic basically means you can have two things exist 100% of the time. For example, you are at a funeral and you're crying because you really miss the person who's gone, but yet you think of a happy memory or joy-filled memory and you start to laugh, but you're still sad. And that's a dialectic, meaning both emotions or both situations can exist at the same time. So when you use this dialectic, you'll think, I miss my life before. My life was amazing before. But the dialectic, meaning the other thing is, I can still have an amazing life. I can still be successful. I can still find joy. I can still find my purpose and my passion again. So both things exist, what was and what is. But we can't combine the two because you'll always be looking at what you lost and not give yourself the ability to focus your attention and energy on what you can be or a different version of you. So the lesson today is simply this. When life happens and you go through the appropriate stages of grief, then you use radical acceptance to say these are the facts as they are. And as you focus on what will be instead of what was, you'll find that your life still will evolve. You'll find that you are not the label that life has given you. You define your future. You're going to hear a fantastic interview with Kyle Bryant, who's a perfect example on how to not allow life to determine what you can or cannot do or the label that it will give you. So stay tuned. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Kyle Bryant was diagnosed with a rare, debilitating, life-shortening disease called Friedrich's ataxia that has confined him to a wheelchair. Despite his diagnosis of FA at the age of 17, Kyle has completed numerous long-distance bike rides, including the world's toughest bike race, as well as race across America as part of a four-man team. Kyle is a founder and director of the Bicycle Ride Fundraiser, Ride Ataxia, for the Friedrich's Ataxia Research Alliance. His critically acclaimed book, Shifting into High Gear, One Man's Grave Diagnosis, and the Epic Bike Ride that Taught Him What Matters. This book will inspire you as you read how we turned his diagnosis into a life-affirming mission to reframe how we see ourselves when faced with overwhelming challenges. Welcome to my show, Kyle. Awesome. Thanks so much. 
much. It's awesome to be back. Good to talk to you again. It's <laughs> so great to talk with you as well. Uh, it's a funny story. I, I told you this before. My listeners, I think, will enjoy it as well. I was helping my mom um, move from one state to another, and um, your name came up. I think it was either the guest when I guessed it on your show or then you were a guest on my show. Yeah. My mom's like, oh my gosh, you have to talk with him. I really enjoyed his his mission and his story. So I was like, you know what? I, so I sent you an Instagram message right then. I'm like, Kyle, yeah. you've got to be on my show again. So welcome back. That's that's the biggest compliment, man. You know, straight from mom, right? Know, right? Yeah, that's so great. Yes, and I know when other people hear this episode or refer to the previous episode, and we'll talk about that in a minute, they'll definitely also be inspired, and I'm sure many more mothers will want to hear your story as well. <laughs> Thank you. So let's let's actually recap the first episode you were in, and the name of that episode was actually the name of your book called "Shifting into High Gear." with guest Kyle Bryant. So any of my listeners want to hear that, which I definitely recommend you do, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and you can find that in the radio section and you'll find his previous show there. So in that previous episode, let's kind of recap that a bit. Let's find out at 17 years old, you were diagnosed with this diagnosis. Tell us what happened. Yeah, well, it's a disease called Friedrich's ataxia. Mm -hmm. And so who's ever heard of that, right? Exactly. and, um, you know, it was the first time we had no idea, my family and I had no idea, you know, and, and uh, we get this diagnosis, we look online and find out that, you know, I'll slowly lose all ability to take care of myself, I'll soon be in a wheelchair mm. and I will likely die due to heart disease oh caused gosh. by FA. Um, and so, you know, that's what I found out at age 17. Wow. And your life is just ahead of you. And all of a sudden you're told that you'll die early. You'll be in a, in a wheelchair. I can't even imagine what that was like. I, I really can't. Right. Yeah, no. And I, you know, everyone's got a vision for their lives, like at uh-huh. all times, right? Even when you're yeah. 17, even <laughs> when you're 12, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's this vision and then there's, uh, almost all the time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A difference between that vision and reality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and so I think the challenge for all of us all the time, every single day, every moment is matching that vision up mm-hmm. with our reality or recognizing the difference and making sure we're okay with it or something, right? Exactly. So, yeah, so that was a big, you know, discontinuity at that moment. Exactly. Now, they told you that uh, so that you would potentially die early. Did they give you like how many years you had left or anything like that? Well, um, I don't think they did. But then you read online, you know, most people, the average survival is, you know, three years old or whatever. Oh, wow. um, And right now I'm 38. That's but, amazing. You know, at the time, and I mean, I'm expecting to live a full, healthy life. That's awesome. Um, I, you know, I use a wheelchair all, uh, all the time, like, as you know, but mm-hmm. um, I'm managing my symptoms and stuff. But anyway, uh, back to the life expectancy, you know, what we didn't know is that FA affects the different people. Um, in different ways, oh, and it depends a lot on you know lifestyle and how you take care of yourself, what you eat, how you exercise, all that stuff. And so you know what I felt so out of control at that point because I was given this diagnosis and 
And here, here's a label of Friedrich Tactile, but in what I didn't feel at that time is that I had any control over my mm. life. Yeah. You know, this this diagnosis was given to me and all of a sudden that's what it is, period, you know, and um, I've come to learn over the years that that's not true. Like mm. I I can do a lot with within the bounds of my life and, yeah. and maybe a lot more than I, I would have if I was if I didn't have Friedrich mm. Oh, know? interesting. So, yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, I I worked in a cubicle at a nine to five and at an engineering firm in Sacramento. It was a great, it was really great. I have nothing bad to say about it, but uh, you know, I look at the walls of my cubicle and be like, "All right, is this all there is?" <laughs> I think a lot of people, yeah, regardless of that, Friedrich attacks here or not, or think they're like, "Oh my god, I can't do this anymore." Right, and then so I was diagnosed with this, and I started thinking, "All right, what am I going to do with my life?" Right, mm-hmm. and that's what got me down the down the um the road of thinking about doing this bike ride. So I rode my I. I thought of doing a cross-country bike ride. It was about three-quarters of the way across the country wow. from San Diego to Memphis. We, we, it took us 59 days, 2,500 miles. Oh, my gosh. And I guess the point is that I never would have even thought of that at all if I didn't have free drift for the taxi. Wow. And so, you know, in that way, I think we can, like, one of the things I talk about in my book is that in order to make a push, you have to have something to push against. Uh, and Friedrich's ataxia is my reason to being my push, you know. Mm. And so I think if we can see the challenges in our lives as our opportunity, then, you know, that totally changes the perspective. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. That's, that's actually very powerful. I, I think many people don't often think of that in the sense of when the perfect storm strikes that really is an opportunity for you to say, okay, just like you said, I can push against that and I can grow exponentially. So sometimes when we don't have those oppositions, uh, we don't grow. You know, I I talked before in one of my previous shows, I live down here in sunny Florida. And so they have all these palm trees. And when the hurricanes strike, you'll see the palm trees almost come completely, the tops almost touch the ground. And what happens with palm trees, there's certain types that it happens even more so, but what happens is when the palm trees actually fall down that way, that's when their roots get stronger. That's when they stretch and that's when they grow. And then once the hurricane is done, they bounce back up and they're actually stronger than they were before uh, yeah. the hurricane happened. And so yeah. it's, it's just like you said. I mean, it's, it's true. That's a wonderful opportunity for each one of us to say, let me grow with this. Let me, obviously, there's the, there's the appropriate time of grieving when we hear certain news or situations right. happen. But then yeah. what? what do you do with it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have to be okay and comfortable with, with, and aware of that process, right? Like, all right. And, you know, obviously like I wasn't, um, I wasn't aware of that when I was 17. And so it was really hard, but like now that I think about all these things and I have friends like you to help me think about all these things, you know, that it, it helps me get through when, because we all have those days when we're just like we can't get out of our own head, right? Yes, and yes. it's just destroying us. And to be able to recognize that those thoughts is is a real gift. 
So it certainly yeah. is. Well, let's jump over into your book. So the name of the book for my people, because I definitely want you to purchase it. You can find it um, on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, any other place. Or if you can't find it there, simply go to the previous guest products in both stores at either James Miller, lifeology.com or lifeology.tv. And the name of the book is Shifting into High Gear, One Man's Grave Diagnosis and the Epic Bike Ride that Taught Him What Matters. Tell us what the synopsis is of this book. So it's really about the bike ride that I talked about just a few minutes ago about our ride from San Diego to Memphis. It was uh, not too long after I was diagnosed with Friedrich's attack, and I was trying to figure out what the heck to do with yeah. the rest of my life, you know? And, um, and I was really nervous to pitch the idea of this bike ride to my parents because they're people that I really respect and, and took really good care of me, obviously, <laughs> you know, um, when I was young. And so I was nervous, but um, they, they immediately got behind it mm. and um, were my biggest uh, supporters through the whole thing and wow. to this day continue to be, you know. And so, um, you know, it's the story of my struggle in my head to come to terms with this and figure out how I'm going to make the world a better place because of it. Yeah. And also, you know, um, a little bit of my place in society and in my family, how do I reconcile that when it's a lot different than what I thought it was going to be? Sure. How do I, um, figure out my place? I, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is I don't want to be a burden on my family or on my friends. I don't want anyone to change their vision, their hopes for their lives because I'm the anchor dragging everyone down or what. Yeah, Obviously, right. I don't feel that way anymore, but that was one of my thoughts, you know. So that's an example of some of the stuff I write down in this book about what's going on in my head, you know. I think to, to say that so many people can relate with that. They may not have hydroxytaxia and some of the symptoms that you have, but they don't want to feel like they're burdened. You know, you can have multiple people who've experienced things that think they have to rely on people, but it doesn't mean that the people that they rely on necessarily think that they're a burden because when you love someone, you just do it. You help them. When you're riding the, uh, the bike there, the thoughts that were going through your head, because right. that, that long, <laughs> I can't even imagine that, that, that yeah. long uh, bike ride of so many days. Did you process some of those things and think about that as, as you had to push yourself through the difficulty of riding the bike? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, it, it took quite a while in looking back on it to be able to process it. I'm sure. Um, and it took an incredible uh, writer that I worked with to get this done as well. You know, um, as I worked on the book, it was it was a really neat process because I don't think any of us look enough at the the things that happen in our lives and really scrutinize it and be like, all right, what what does this mean? What do I think about it? Back then, uh -huh. now, and you know what? Mind I think about um, you know it in the future maybe or or how i changed myself because of it mm -hmm. so it was a really neat process to go through talk to alex schnitzler my writer and figure out what the heck these things mean wow and that's a gift i mean some of those those ghost writers, yeah. writers they have such a powerful and amazing talent to be able to extrapolate that and formulate that and, and help you write this amazing book 
Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't us just it wasn't me just being like, all right, write this down, you know? <laughs> no, it was it was a conversation about, yeah. hey, this is what happened and you know, back and forth about what it might mean to me. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was a really neat process. That is amazing. So in February two thousand nineteen is when you published your book. What has yeah. happened since then um until now? Well, so, you know, like I was saying earlier, we have these visions and I had this vision for this book, you know, that it was going to sell at 2 million copies <laughs> and, um, you know, all that. But um, what what did happen, though, uh -huh. is that everyone who read it was really touched by it. Mm. And like you can't like that's in that's a value of infinity, right? Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah, you know, and so it's priceless. Uh, before we got on this uh, interview, I went back and I looked at some of the reviews that people post on Amazon and, and Goodreads and stuff like that. And, and um, you know, I saw how much it touched people. Wow. Well, tell us about some of those reviews. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people, obviously, you know, they uh, are in the Epic community and that's how they heard about it. So, like. I was reading this one, for example, I'll just read two sentences here. This book gives the reader a glimpse into the mind and experience of a person with F.A., Friedrich Cytaxia. It has helped me to understand the world my two young children are navigating. Like, how powerful is that? You know, wow. my experience can help someone else understand the people they love. Yes. Wow, well, that's amazing. So. Wow. So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, and just, you know, all, all the reviews that I've read and the emails I get, I, I got an email yesterday from someone who said, you know, I was, I was really down on myself. I've been in a big rut lately, and then I read your book, and I want to get more involved in the, in the FA community. Like... How can you, you know, you can't put a price on those really things. Can't. And, wow. um, you know, it, it's really cool because it's mutually enforcing. Like, oh, yeah, they feel good by reading the book and about telling me because they know their words are going to make me feel good. I feel really good and it pushes me to do even more, you know, right? <laughs> so it's like a circular thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, speaking of that, what's on the horizon for you? Um, so I am working on the Ride Taxi program all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really my focus right now, especially at the beginning of the year, getting all the right. We have five rides wow. in different locations that anyone can come join us. People can go to rideataxia.org and come join us at any of the five locations out there. Um, we also created a virtual program last year. We oh. call it Ride a Tactile Local because we only have five locations. Mm -hmm. It's a rare disease and everyone's really spread out. And, well, and so people can participate no matter where they live. They can just ride around the block in their neighborhood wow. and, and raise funds for the cause. So oh, I like that. That's really neat. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm I'm working hard on because I I think it can make a big impact this year. Wow! So my listeners definitely go to rideataxia.org, and that will also be in the show notes um, that you can read as well on my website, and you can find out more information about that as well. Kyle, when you 
kind of reflect on everything that's happened, what would be maybe the, the biggest lesson you've learned since you were on my show last year? You know what? The biggest lesson, I was thinking about that because I knew you were going to do that. You know, I think that we live our lives in our own heads a yeah. lot of times. And I think that our what we think of ourselves sometimes is, well, a lot of times is based on what we think other people think of us. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not even true sometimes, yeah. right? And so I think we just have to be, well, I've learned that I have to be aware of that, that I am very influenced by what I think other people think of me. Certainly. And, um, and, and to just be like, all right, that's how I'm feeling, but what is actually happening? And exactly. what are all the possibilities? And mm-hmm. you know what? If especially if it's something negative, like maybe I can have a conversation with a person. Exactly. That that's not what's actually going on here. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, that's so funny because sometimes you know we get so lost in our head so often that sometimes just a simple question of "Is this true?" or "What, what are you thinking?" This is what I'm feeling. What's happening? And and the, especially the people that really love and care about us, it, all the, the, a, a simple response. You're like, oh. This wasn't even close to what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. So yeah, communication is yes. key, I guess, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That is true. Thank you so much for coming back on my show. I mean, you once again, I love, I love talking with you. I love your energy. You're so uh, you're so positive, regardless of everything that's happened in your life, which I think really bespeaks to your not only your your character, but you've learned one of the hardest lessons that a stumbling block is not a detriment to your life. It can be a stepping stone. Absolutely. I love that. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book one more time, Shifting into High Gear, One Man's Grave Diagnosis, and the epic bike ride that taught him what matters, where do they find this information online? So um, my website is kyleabryant.com, and um, they can find the book. People can find the book anywhere books are sold. Um, Like you said, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, or really anywhere. If they go to their local bookstore and it's not on the shelf, please ask them to order it because they can do that and, and you know, maybe introduce it to a few more people. So Excellent. And my listeners also know, like I said earlier, if you're not able to find it any other place, simply go to either store in the previous guest section at jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and you can find the book there, Shifting into High Gear, One Man's Grave Diagnosis and the Epic Bike Ride That Taught Him What Matters. I also want my listeners to go to the show notes um, in this show or go to my sites and you can hear the first episode with Kyle. It was fantastic as well. That episode's name is Shifting into High Gear with guest Kyle Bryant. Also, my listeners, go to Instagram and follow Kyle at Kyle A. Bryant. You can see all the amazing things he's doing there and you'll definitely be inspired. Kyle, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest as always. I really had a great time today. Thank you. It was fun. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.